Hello, this is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 51. I fell in love with her when she took me to Wendy's with Dale McIntosh. Hello, thanks for joining. I have Dale McIntosh here today with me. If you have listened to my podcast before and possibly listened to episode number two, we talked, I talked about meeting his dear wife and our connection. And I'm just, we're just going to repeat it a little bit because it's so incredible. It's so amazing. Dale came um, to my home to order bears, not last fall, but the fall before. Yeah. It's about, what, a year and a half ago? A year and a half ago. November of 2018. 2018. And his wife had just passed in September. Of Alzheimer's. Of Alzheimer's. Yeah. And we were going through her clothes and talking about her amazing goodness and just her, what she was in life. Yeah, she was always happy. Just (laughs) very outgoing, just fun to be with, very loving. You loved being around her. That's the thing. Yeah. She loved people and they felt loved. Yeah, she was a people person. Yeah. For sure. And then we made this connection that she was actually my camp counselor at a girls camp when I was 12. Like we're talking 40 years ago. Yeah. Well, not quite, but almost 38 years ago. Probably 38 years ago. Yeah. And... She changed my life then, and now <laughs> it was just amazing. There was like, what in the world? How is this connection happening? And I, in episode two, I talk a little bit more in detail, but I had pictures of her and me together at camp, and I had journal entries about yeah. you, about yeah. her meeting you. Yeah. I just can't believe it. Anyway, I just wanted to do a follow-up podcast, I guess, about... Your journey, okay. your grief journey, your, oh, it's been hard and good. It's been hard and good, yeah. <laughs> and just where you're at now, and okay. maybe just a little bit more about Nellie. And okay. I love saying her name. I knew her as Sage. Yes. Because that was her camp name. And I still, I still, when I doodle and I'm on the phone, I still do the little Sage. <laughs> but yeah. she just lit up the world. She did let up the world. And yeah. Let up your life and Yeah, so she went when she was like fifty one, we noticed she was starting to struggle with her memory. How what was the first thing that came So she taught school, elementary school, and uh, for seventeen years. She loved kids. Wow. She loved kids. That's what that was her life. Mm-hmm. And she uh, one day she came to me and Sarah, one of my daughters, and said can you help me do the grades tonight on my computer at school? I just don't know how to do the grades. And I thought, that's kind of weird. What do I mean, don't know how to do the grades? I just can't remember how to get in there. So we went over, me and Sarah mm-hmm. and Tom, her husband, and we got on the computer, gave everybody p- pretty much good grades, I guess. We didn't know how to do it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, win-win for the kids. <laughs> and then we just started, I started to wonder, because Laura, my other daughter, said, Dad, something's wrong with Mom. She just can't remember what she's talking about or mm. something's missing. I said, no, we're just getting that age. You don't think We forget it. things. We forget things or, but, uh, so Nellie had a examination like the next week with the doctor mm. and Laura came with us. Your other daughter. other daughter. 
my daughter that's sick. Something's not up. Something's not right. So Laura was in there with us, and after the appointment, she said to the doctor, can uh, we get her checked with her memory? So this was just a regular physical? Just a regular physical. Yes, just a regular physical. Wow. And the doctor said, well, sure, we'll check it out if you're worried about it. So yeah, we're kind of worried about it. Well, I yeah. wasn't, but I think Laura was. Yeah. So we went and saw the doctor. Uh, I can't think of her name, at LDS Hospital. Yeah. And they tested Nellie for two days. Two days? Two days asking her stuff. And was that normal? I, I don't know. So oh. after two days, they uh, wanted to talk to me and Nellie. At the LDS, so it's July twenty third, mm, something like that. You remember? I don't know. Yeah, July twenty third, and they kept brought us in the office, and she says, "Nellie, I think you have early onset Alzheimer's." And I just said, "What? You gotta be kidding me!" Mm. And so she showed me some of Nellie's. Like she'd ask Nellie a question, she'd have to write a paragraph, mm -hmm. and it made no sense. It just didn't make any sense. She's done her whole life. Nellie was smart, man. Yeah. Especially with English. And she was a teacher. She was a teacher, yeah. Wow. And uh, she just told us right then, and I thought, there's no way. And she said to us at that time, she said, you, if you really want to, you know, travel or do those things you always wanted to do, you probably better do it now. She told us this. What a blow. I and, mean, you just, uh, that's a lot to think about. And, uh... We just started talking about it, and so Nellie could kind of went really quiet, which is not normal for Nellie. Nellie was always just happy, talky and yeah, happy and vibrant. So we yeah. walked out in the parking lot, and, we, and I just lost it. And Nellie said, "It's gonna be okay, and it's gonna be okay." And come to find out, that doctor was right on, because she sent us to a specialist, and for probably two and a half to three years, we'd go every month, and then meet with Nellie, and I'd be in the room with her and they'd say, what year is it? And she would say, I don't know. And that's when I knew it was serious. And oh. they'd say, uh, who's the president of the United States? Mm, I don't know. And she just wouldn't have any words. And they'd have like nine questions they would always ask her. I had it memorized like, if you could draw a clock, draw 10 after 11 on the clock, she can, she, she do can it. do it, draw the clock, or 10 after 11. What's 100 minus 7? I don't know. Wow. Uh, oh, damn. But she was good with her vocabulary. Like, give me a word that starts with R. And she could do red or, you know, rose. Or she could do that pretty good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The grammar stuff, but not the, the mathematics stuff. She just struggled. Oh. And I knew it was, here we go, it's going to be a ride. Did she get it? Like, did she say, I don't know what's wrong with me? Like, and so I remember, she, so they kept, he kept telling us, I don't think it's Alzheimer's. I really don't. So we kept going back and she was low on B12 vitamin hmm. and they uh, said give her a shot every month because that can cause memory loss if you're low on B12. Should we all be taking B12? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not sure. But it helped a little bit, but yeah. then... Couple months later, what's one hundred minus seven? I don't know. You know what I mean. And so it's kept getting progressively worse. And finally, she got to the point where she couldn't be by herself. So I would try to go to work. Yeah. And uh, she would just call, panic, like, "Where are you at?" Oh. 
what's going on. I gotta, I gotta have someone with me. So after about, and I had so many help from, I had the steak. Yeah. The Banffle East steak was just this amazing thing. Your community. Service me and uh. they would come. And there was late, Tracy, and you remember Tracy and Jeff? They yeah. Came? yeah, yeah. So Tracy come every Thursday, every Thursday. And just be with your wife. That's so amazing. That is incredible service. And Tuesday was Julie, and Wednesday was... Oh. Uh, but I had like a, probably 20 people. Just service me. She was, was the most Christ-like thing I've ever seen in my life. And Nellie, it was amazing that Nellie would really do that, go to people's homes to be with somebody, because the daughter said, that doesn't make sense. She won't would just do that, but when she saw Tracy or Julie or Chris Lake or she just would be feel safe, you know what I mean? And I'd get home at three thirty and be with her, do stuff. We went to the movies every night. You did? We saw the greatest showman seven guess probably thirty times. <laughs> we had that movie pass. You get by this is years yeah. ago. Yeah. We went every night and Cause she loved it. She'd forget the next day if she went to it. So we relive the whole thing. She danced in the aisle. <laughs> but that movie saved me. That movie saved me. And then I got to the point where she couldn't sit still. It just got to be. So she, I'd get home and she would just walk the house like this because her memory was just, just spinning. going. She could not mm. relax and sit still. And then uh, that got to the point where it got rough. I can't imagine you watching this. Oh, it was so horrible. Your heart. Yeah. You're just heartbreaking. Because uh, yeah. this is not who she was. I wasn't really at all. Mm. Yeah. But had all the support and love, and we just kept it going. We kept it going. So at the very, about two months before she died, she one night she was, uh, I had this Tongan family that would come and take care of people and just kind of visit with them and be with them during the day. Yeah. And, uh, it lasted about a week because Nellie just got so upset and she started to punch the lady and oh. I hate this and what are you doing and and so uh, one day she just kind of lost her mind I guess and we had her on a lot of medication at this time sure every week we'd go to check her meds and uh, something to help you're just trying I'm just trying and she had mm. a seizure a couple seizures mm. which really made her downhill which yeah. kind of was actually a blessing now that I look back at it, that she, she after those seizures, she just took a dive. And uh, one night she just got so upset with Lara and me, and she started punching Lara and was punching me. And oh. she said, what are you doing? There's someone, someone's in the house, they're going to kill us, they're going to kill us. And no one's in the house, and like, no one's here. So I called the dog, I said, call 911 if it gets bad. So I called 911, they came over, and the police were there, and an ambulance, and they got her in an ambulance somehow. And, and they took her over to Lakeview Hospital, and that's where she just Declined. was in there for five weeks until she came home for two weeks and passed away. Oh, Dale. But I think the hardest was Lakeview Hospital, just to see her in that little room and she walked him down the hallway, just... Mm. Back and forth. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All day. And it was horrible. Because she recognized me and recognized, and Jake was there a lot, and the two kids were out of state, and me, Laura, and Jake and were kind of the rally team in here, and then Katie would help with, and just all, oh, we're just trying to help each other get through this. 
Because it just isn't who she was. Oh my gosh. At that time, I said, I just want her to get hospice involved and help us get through this. But no one would take her into a facility. Because she was, she was only 55 years old. Right? That was the problem. That's so young. It was so young. And daughters were just struggling what to really do. But finally, she got an infection in her foot from probably walking up and down the hallway all <laughs> day long. I know it was. Oh. And she was able to get on hospice, which was a huge blessing for us. So we took her home and we just, you know, they helped her get medicated her. She could just... Comfortable. She could relax, even though she was out of it. Yeah. She could relax. Her body could just be at peace a little oh bit more. Oh my gosh, it was, yeah. And hospice was just, they're saints. I don't know how they ever do it. They are it. angels. Absolutely angels. I don't know how they do it either. And they just got us through it and they were awesome. They were amazing. But we had people coming for two weeks solid just to, just to talk to her and see her. and Knowing and, that she was kind of on the end. Oh, she, yeah, she was at the end. Yeah. She was at the end, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because her, her face kind of, like, you could just tell. Changed a little. It would change, and she was, yeah, she was, she was ready to go. And when the day it happened, it was like, ugh. It was so hard that I knew she was good. she could have she could talk she could be Nelly, she could dance. <laughs> we got her there. Wow, that is quite a journey. That you know, no one knows what people go through, mm. and then to hear it and just because yeah, Nelly is so vibrant and fun. Oh and my gosh, she was listening riot. listening to her funeral. I just could relate so yeah. much. Yeah. I loved the music she loved. I loved chocolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I loved people and friends. And she was so much that. Oh, she yeah. She just loved people and gave so much. She gave a ton. So she was like president of the Alpha, Alpha Omega, so LDS sorority at yeah. the time. And she had her friend fly in, Wendy Wimmer, fly in and sing to her at the hospital. And oh. She's the one that talked at the funeral. Yeah. Wendy talked about the friend. Her friend Karen, the teacher, talked, and she just loved people, and she was just very charitable, very uh, giving of herself. So she, for every Christmas for a year, she started this uh, clothes drive for Christmas oh. Eve. Wow. We did it for years with the kids. So every week before Christmas, she sent out a flyer to the neighbors, to, to her we knew, and to pick up clothes to take to the homeless shelter on Christmas Eve. Aww. And we'd load up the van with the kids and take them down there. Oh, that's how she was. And give just to give to show the kids what how much you have in your life, how much you should enjoy what you have. You know what I mean? So these were it's clothes for them the as night. presents. Yeah, so they would get, yeah, take them to the homeless shelter. Yeah, coats and jackets, and take them down there and give them to the homeless shelter, and then they go to Wendy's and whatever. <laughs> but that was her. That was Nellie. Taught us, taught me how to love people and wow. she's always was hugging you and saying I love you and mm. she's just how she was and we talked a minute before this but she didn't have the most perfect childhood no you know her parents struggled trick. financial stuff and yeah and she uh, maybe that's why they didn't have a car they didn't have a car until no was in college and her brother bought a car when he was in high school wow they took the bus everywhere so, I remember the first, when we were lined up, she, uh, she asked me to do this Apple Omega dance, and she took me to Wendy's. 
that I had and that's when I tell them over there. Send me to Wendy's. <laughs> said, that was it. That was you, it. Took, you took my heart with Wendy's. <laughs> Not a nice restaurant. No, we're going to Wendy's. <laughs> for our for our It yeah, was dance. awesome. I thought, wow. That's pretty it was just how she was. Nothing uh she didn't need the big fancy car or the big fancy house. She just loved people. She mm-hmm. wanted it to be, you know. She didn't have that all that growing up, so she taught us a lot about that. She taught me a lot about that. What's most important? What's most important? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And her dad was in the Navy. He uh, he was a funnest guy. And he was bipolar, had a lot mm-hmm. of struggles with that, in and out of the wow. psych ward. And they were growing up as kids, and her mom was trying to support this family. And, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a champ. So when I married her, I think it was hard for them to see Nellie go. I bet. You know what I mean? Because she filled up the room. She filled up the room. <laughs> but they took me, and it was good. It was fun to. Mm. And they're a really close family. They were really close. All the struggles they had, but yeah, I still keep in touch with the brothers. You do good. The sisters. Good. Yeah. So it's it was. Uh, it's just different that she's gone. Mm-hmm. But you have to. Somehow move on. There's a hole. Yep. <laughs> and trust the Lord will find that way to make that heal again. It never heals, but you can still move on and be happy. Forward. Go forward. One step forward. He wants okay. you to be happy. He's not. Nellie wants me to be happy of and move course. on. And she did tell me, marry another hottie. She told me that too. <laughs> She's so cute. I want so you to move, move on and marry another hottie and be happy. Did she say that when she was, she was obviously yeah. in her Alzheimer's situation? Yeah. Before it got too bad, yeah, because she... She knew she was going to go. I don't know if she did. She's just hard to tell what she really knew, because one night she said to me, you think I really have that Alzheimer's thing? And then she started to cry. I said, I don't know, because we didn't know. Right. Until like eight months before they really, she passed away, we really, they said, no, she has it. Went up to the U, mm. it was Dr. Foster said she has Alzheimer's. And it took that long to figure out that diagnosis. Wow. Yeah. It was just uh, the hardest thing I ever had to go through ever in my life. But but she... I grew a lot, too, from from watching it all. And it's kind of a spiritual thing to see someone pass away. I agree with that. Because like, be the angels, in the, room with them. the veils kind of opened up a little bit when they're getting close. And, yeah. Yeah. The... I think it is. I think so too. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize how connected earth and heaven is. Yeah, it is. Until you, it's I mean, when people are, when babies are born, we feel that a lot. But when someone dies, yeah. it just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah. a gate open and I don't know. Yeah. It's amazing. It's funny though, like, like, like two nights, so we, they, they kept saying every day, she, she'll probably pass away tonight, but she just kept on going. Really? For two weeks. Wow. No food, no nothing. What? No water, no nothing. It's all that chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like I had to maybe give her a blessing and say, Nellie, I got this. It's okay to move, to, to move on. or You can go. It's all right. Yeah, I got this. You know what I mean? So yeah. two nights before, maybe two nights before she passed, the state president came over and I was in the high council with them. I just love all these it's the greatest thing. Yeah. So they came in and I gave this blessing and I just felt like I needed to say to Millie, you're good. I got it. Yeah. 
and she was okay to go. She was, she loved you so much. She loves you so much. She just couldn't leave you. <laughs> and her kids, those cute four kids, and your Jake, right? Your Jake had He's the youngest, yeah. So Jake helped so out. Jake kind of held off work to be with her, and uh, mm. he helped out a lot. They, they all helped a ton because the two were out of state. They couldn't come in and help. They could just call and help and help with getting someone to be with her or stuff like that. And, I called Katie every day. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is she your oldest? Yeah. When mm. Nellie died, she was my... I can't imagine. <laughs> She'd call every day. We talked every day. Every day. She'd say, you got a date tonight? I said, yeah. What are you wearing? I said, what do you want to be wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Show me what you're wearing. <laughs> I love that your daughter so do she that. Would <laughs> check on what I'm wearing. They, all, all the girls would always check. Okay, where, what's where are you going? What are you wearing? <laughs> you know, stuff like that, to get me through it. You know, yeah, you need a date. You need. Oh, I did not need it. I had no. Yeah, I just I haven't dated in thirty five years. Right? I have no clue. I don't want to go out in that world again. No, <laughs> but you did. But I did really pretty quick. I was just so. Like I told you before, I wanted to go with the girl to dinner just to talk, not romantically, just to talk about life, because Nellie can have a conversation for like four years, just a normal, what are you doing tonight, with, how was your day, Yeah. what did you do, I, mi I miss that so bad, and I was determined to find that happiness again in my life, I wasn't going to sit home and just be sad forever, uh, no fun, I was not going to do it, mm -mm. I was going to find it again. And you dated, you said you kind of joined a couple a groups lot. to just I, kind of I get to know people. Some, I joined a widow group in Ogden. I joined a singles group out here in Cottonwood. I had one in Farmington. and I did everything. Went yeah. to Caring Connection Clan. Yeah. I go see my friends a lot. I just said, come on over. Come see me. We'll just talk. Or I just mm. can't be alone. Mm. I could not be alone. It was just too sad. Too hard. To go home to an empty house, it was just, ah. Uh, and Jake was still there, he was out doing stuff, and mm -hmm. you walk in, it's like, it's just quiet. And it, it wasn't right. before, when Nellie was always before. happy, loud, <laughs> vibrant, dancing, you know, all never that. never quiet at our house. That so that's really what I missed, totally. Yeah. Were you still, are you still in your house with her that you were So in? I moved into my new wife's house, and Katie lives in my house now. Oh, good. So they it's in the family. They moved back from Kentucky, yeah. They love And they're going to build a home or buy a home, but still looking around now, but they're going to stay in my house right now. So that's been good. And Katie's yeah. the interior design person. Yeah, right, right. She's on Channel 5 yesterday oh, for, her, so for her blog, cool. yeah. Look at her go. So she's, yeah, she's really talented. Anyway, yeah, so they're in my house, which has been a blessing. How did you meet Kim? Kimberly, yeah. So I, because uh, for like a year, I just dated a lot of girls just to be, <laughs> just to uh, get out there and see kind of what. Not to be alone, I wanted to be with somebody. Yeah. So I was actually a guy, and my next door neighbor said to me one day, "You need to meet Kimberly Larson." And I said, well, "How old is she?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that the biggest thing that you were thinking? I no, mean, seriously. Because you don't... This is a crazy... I wanted to marry a widow, someone that's lost her spouse. Nothing against you if you've been divorced, but I wanted to marry someone that 
kind of went through what I did, so yeah. we could relate. Sure. And uh, his name was Andrew. Andrew says, well, I think she's, well, I don't know. Well, let's find out. So she's like six years older than me, six or seven. You wouldn't know that looking at you guys. And who cares now? But I yeah. said, nah, maybe not right now. I don't know. Because I was dating other girls. And then another guy in my ward said, I need to line you up with Kimberly Larson. I said, I've heard about her. <laughs> How do you know her? So well, but that, I said, no, I'm not ready right now. I don't think so. And another lady at work saw me at the gym one day and says, I have this friend. Her name's Kimberly Larson. Are I you said, kidding, kidding me? me? I've heard all about her. So finally one day I said, okay. I'm going to call her. I'm going out with Kimberly, okay? <laughs> and uh, so I called her. And we went up to uh, Roos one night on our first mm -hmm. date. Went up to Roos. We talked. and She was just so kind of bubbly and just mm -hmm. fun. Very easy to talk to. And we talked about our spouses and how she lost Randy with his diabetes. And she was working at Carpet Giant trying to make a living and just... The same stuff. She had a Tuesday driver, a Wednesday driver to take Randy to the doctor, and, mm. and so we had. We took her to Nellie's grave after. Just talked. We talked about Nellie, and I don't know. It just kind of clicked. Yeah. So the second day we went out again, and I knew. It's her. You knew. I'm just still. This oh. is who I want to be with. Did she know? She knew. Yeah. She did. Did you tell her? So many people have told me to go out with you, and I had put it off. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> she kept asking about me to his other friends. Kept saying, you know, out there, well, I'm trying. He needs to call me. I'm not going to call him. <laughs> so she kept kind of bugging the friends to yeah. tell Dale to call me. Yeah. But it worked out. She's just a blessing, too. She's great. Wow. I am so glad you found each other. Yeah, it was so good, yeah. And like you said, you can totally relate. You oh, both man. had... We all both had these trials. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. And he was in a wheelchair for quite a while. They amputated his legs. Mm. Oh, eating. he had bad diabetes, yeah. He had bad diabetes. Oh, yeah. so sorry. So she, uh, yeah. Mm. It was quite a run. How long have you been married? About a year, a little over a year, a year and four months. Crazy, huh? Because that was kind of fast. I remember so it I, wasn't too long after we made bears, and I'm like, wait, hang on. <laughs> what, what just happened here? <laughs> so that kind of got my kids kind of say, what are you doing? So Were we, they worried? Or? A little bit, I think, until I met Kim. So I knew pretty quick, so this is it, I'm done. No, yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm good. And Kim said, this is it, I'm done. So we started dating, I think it was the middle of August. We got married October 4th. So like six weeks. That is so fast. <laughs> I think I remember I, you texting me and said, hey, just so you know. Okay, and I was, I was out of town or something. You had to leave. You were going somewhere. Yeah, I was so sad to miss that. But I think it was oh. hard for my kids. I wish I because it was hard. They thought, what is he doing? It hasn't been, it was like a week before Nellie died. It hasn't been a year, more than a year. Right. Less than a year. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to get married to Kim. And I thought, I think it was rough on him. And now that they've met her and understood all this, they, it's great now, but it was hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for kids and to understand really what that parent is really going through. Mm-hmm. Well, and they lost their mom. They lost their mom. They're going to probably lose their dad, they just thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's been a blessing, yeah. And we got married October 4th. And Think about it, though. If you hadn't gotten married then with the pandemic. With the COVID, I know. 
That would have been crazy. Within another probably year before I probably even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never know, but it's, I'm glad you were together yeah. during the, all this yeah, last I, I year. Yeah, I thought about that. If you were single and dating and trying to meet yeah. somebody with COVID, not, not it's not going to happen. Not at all. It would be rough. What is your, I love that you're with Kim. I love that. I love that you're happy. Yes. And, and I, I know that Nellie would want you to be happy. Yes. You know, that is the biggest thing. Yeah. What is like your, if you can pinpoint it, your favorite memory with Nelly? Oh. Like, either an, okay, yeah, right? There's too many. <laughs> Friday night. I did every Friday we go out, no matter what, forever. That was your date night, Friday night. Date night with Nelly was my highlight of my week. Friday night. Didn't matter what you did. We did whatever. We'd get a babysitter. We can't afford it. We'd walk around the block. We'd go do something. But Friday, I'm a, bit, I'm a big believer on taking your wife out once a week and getting a babysitter or whatever to keep that marriage strong. It's, it's huge for it your is. marriage. It's huge. Because there's so much going on with the kids and your life and you don't take the time to... It's like, how was your week? What's going on? What do you need? Yeah. But that's my favorite, being with Nelly on Friday nights because... We had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and she was never, ever boring. Ever. <laughs> she just was... Ever. She was never boring. <laughs> I love... I love that about her. Just... Yeah, she was blessed with... Just happy. A happy, happy heart. Um, I love that you have a picture with you and her on a bench. Yes. You have a painting, right? Yeah, we did a painting. So I wanted something to give my kids that first Christmas. Yeah. And the bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you just totally oh. saved me, Carrie. That first Christmas when I talked to you and mm. we figured out the connection and we text back and forth the pictures and Nellie saved all your letters. And I can't believe that we... I didn't remember that we wrote. I mean, I remember going to see her at her house. Yeah. And she came to my house. Yeah. But I didn't remember other notes. So when you brought me that box... Oh, my gosh. That's notes. Nellie. Yeah. <laughs> that she saved. Yeah. I mean, I was 12... Yeah. Or 14. I don't know. She loved people, man. Yeah. But you got me through that time. And then my... It was just so... There's always tender mercies, I think, too. And then I wanted to do something else for the kids. And so I... We'd, we'd walk. We'd walk every day. Because Nellie... I'd get home at 3.30. And where are we going? What's going on? Mm-hmm. We'd go see the great showman. Yeah. And then we'd go for a walk. <laughs> and we'd walk up to Farmington a lot. And there was a, there's a farm in Parm... Farmington Pond, I don't know if you know where it's at, Mm-mm. has a, like a little trail that kind of goes around the pond. It's really awesome. There's a bench up there by the pond, and I feel like getting up to that bench, and we'd sit down, and she would just fall asleep on this bench. Aww. She was just exhausted. Oh, bless her. Because she could not relax. That's the thing. She could not just watch a movie and relax anymore. This is the very end. I got, she just couldn't do it. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to take a picture of that bench. Just so many memories for me, and with the lake and and I gave the kids each one for Christmas of that bench and me and her and just mm. yeah sweet that was it yeah sitting on a bench together sitting on the bench and thinking <laughs> where am I gonna go next and look at you now not like you ever 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 would forget Nellie but to have some happiness yeah to, and something to look forward yeah. to I mean grieving is a rough thing and it's always from those widow groups and some of the seminars. I went to the, what is it, the widow conference down in 
BYU. So that was kind of... Mm. And they talk about grieving and how you'll go through these certain stages. And if you don't, you're going to go through it no matter what. So this is what's going to come up. So this is how you can prepare for it. And you got to grieve. You have to grieve and cry it out or whatever it takes to get it done. I, mean, I remember when Nellie died, I'd go in the shower and just cry every morning before I go to work. I always sit there and cry, and oh my gosh, let's go cry and go to work. But you have to keep moving with your life. You gotta go to work. You move, put your pants on and go to work. And that's a, one of my great, a girl I dated told me that, Dale, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna find happiness again, I promise you. Mm. And I did. I didn't believe her at that time. I said, you're crazy, but it does work. Just stay close to the Lord and be strong and because you'll, you'll find happiness. You make your, you'll make your happiness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of how I got there. It's beautiful. Yeah. And every journey is different, but there are some similarities. And if you can take what someone else has learned already, like, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, or whatever it is, then you can, I yeah. don't know, keep going. And I also think, I think it'd be hard for, if you're divorced and your husband was still, you know, remarried. Mm. That's, that's got to be hard if you're, that's got to be hard. It's different for me that, because Nellie, probably easier for me because Nellie's gone. Yeah. But if she's with someone else, that'd be hard if something happened. You know what I mean? Just, it's a different kind of grief. It's a different kind of grief. Totally. A loss that is, yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, that'd be hard. But still, if, if you are that in that situation, just life you'll be okay mm -hmm. it'll work out yeah it'll work out one word to describe Nellie what would you say uh, fun fun yeah. Nellie was fun I loved her and spiritual and spiritual yeah and just very you're in the safe zone with Nellie you always felt safe when you were with Nellie amen to that you know what I mean mm -hmm. I knew that at age 12 you're that always, I was okay you always felt safe when you were with Nellie like everything's gonna be okay. You never felt like threatened her. <laughs> she was never threatening. <laughs> she was just yeah. So when she when she didn't feel safe herself, that must have thrown you. Oh, it was so hard to watch her not. Uh, you know, cause when yeah. she cause she was okay here. Yeah. And then when she wasn't. Not in here though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like I said, there's so many friends that got me through that journey. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to thank everybody enough. That's why I wanted to talk. I talked at the funeral too, which is kind of oh, crazy. Right. But I had to. I had to really. I had to say something. Like, and I got through it somehow. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was emotional. great. Yeah. But I had to thank everybody for just the love and the Christ-like love and oh my gosh, these people had kids and. Everything, and they were still, I'll be there Thursday, I'll be there Tuesday. What do you need? Every week, for three years. <laughs> That's a lot of time. Every day, I had two or three a day helping me. And not that they were thinking, oh, I'll be blessed for this, but they were. Oh, my god! But gosh, they weren't they doing were, that with yeah. that intent at all. No. They just wanted to give. Because she was primary president, yeah. society president. <clears throat> she just was, everybody just kind of mm. was attracted to her personality. She was fun and Man. safe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dale, thank you for sharing. Yes. I can't imagine not meeting you. Yes. <laughs> I just cannot. And I, Nellie touched my life in a way that 
really started started me on a, an amazing path, you know? Not, I mean, being worried about being at a girls' camp with not my friends and, yeah. you know, not knowing. And she made me feel safe. Yeah. And and she was fun and loving. And, again, to have this come full circle, Yeah. I would have no idea at age 12 that I would do something to give back to her family. Oh, you did a tough. So I'm so grateful. You saved me through the thing. You did. It's, what a blessing it's been for me. It's been huge. And I feel like I could text you for anything and or, yeah. you know, whenever and say, Dale, how are you doing? Or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And and that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, we connected pretty sure Sweet. that day. Sweet times. Thank you for sharing. Well, thanks, Carrie. Thank you for sharing, Nellie. Oh, we love her. <laughs> love her, too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and a part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and the delivering of September 11th, the 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carry Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing.